I don't move. I stare at the ceiling through the shadowy darkness of the room trying to force my body to listen to my brain and get up. The problem is, I don't really want to move, and my body knows it. All I really want to do is curl up in a ball and hold on to the memory of Lily. But I can't. And the longer I stay in one place, the more the ache in my chest will spread. There's only one way to get rid of the pain. I force myself to sit up and slide my knife from its sheath. A ray of light penetrates the darkness through a small hole in the wall, glinting off the blade when I raise it. I shield my eyes from its blinding reflection as I move farther into the shadows. I don't need the light to see what I'm about to do. I'm used to the darkness. I place the blade against my forearm only an inch or so above my wrist, then slide it across. When the sharp edge slices my skin, I grit my teeth against the stinging pain. A crimson line appears, barely visible in the shadowy corner of the room. Blood pools for a second before trailing down my wrist, cutting through the layers of dirt as if it can erase the past. It's comforting. Not the pain or the blood as much as the line. It means I've lived to see another morning. Particles of dust tickle the hair in my nose when I inhale. The room is musty, and breathing feels a lot like eating a mouthful of dirt. I cough to clear my throat, then slide my fingers over the notches on my right arm, starting below my shoulder and reaching down to my wrist. Then I move to the left side, repeating the gesture just like I do every morning. My fingers stop on the new cut, and I wipe the blood away. Pain pulses from the wound like a heartbeat, but I'm used to it at this point. I take a deep breath and gather myself as I focus on the notch I just made. The pain makes me feel more human, and it helps me remember— It reminds me of the people I've lost and that I'm still alive, that I want to live. The building I chose for my previous night's shelter was once a bakery. The window is cracked but still intact, and there's a giant wedding cake painted on the glass. It was probably done by a local artist or a friend of the owner. Small towns used to be that way, and this one seems like it might have once been the stereotypical southern town. Only the cake isn't pretty anymore. The paint is chipped, and a crack has snaked its way across the glass, cutting the delicate tears in half. The glass is as broken and dirty as I am. When I've gathered my stuff, I crouch behind the damaged cake and study the street. My army green backpack rests at my feet, and my knife is strapped to my waist. The cut on my wrist throbs. It's possible I made the cut too deep. It wouldn't be the first time. After only a few seconds, sweat beads on my upper lip. It's going to be a hot day. The sun is still low in the sky, and already the air is thick with humidity. I stopped trying to keep track of the date years ago, but I'm fairly certain it's late June. A miserable time to be in Georgia. I'll need to head north soon, or east, toward the ocean.
The street in front of me looks clear. Nothing but weeds growing through cracks and the occasional bird. But I stay where I am with my breath held and my fists clenched, almost like I'm frozen. Leaving my hiding spot is always the toughest part of the morning. Despite my common sense... A part of me just wants to hide from the horror and desolation that has taken over this planet and the utter nothingness 